We have a tremendous podcast for you today. We talked to the guy who started the recall effort for Gavin Newsom. What an amazing, amazing interview that is. Real changes are happening in California, backed up by Nicole Arbor. Uh, we spent about 15 minutes. She's in town for a podcast with me. Um, and uh, she's just funny as heck. Uh, and you really, you, you really need to hear uh, her appearance on the program. Also, we had uh, the guy from Texas who is saying Texas should secede. Or is that what he's saying? When you actually hear what he is proposing in Texas, I think you're going to like. It's a really great show today. Don't miss a second. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. an effort now to have Texans vote on whether they want to secede from the United States and it's starting to gain support. Now, I just want to go back and and I know people say, um, you know, you can't secede from the union. You can't break away. I'm sorry. Uh, That's the Supreme Court. And I know the Civil War settled it. Did it? Did it really? Uh, yeah, the 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 Constitution uh, and the the Union, the vote to get into it, is not a suicide pact. It's not. If it's killing freedom, if I may quote, governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms which they are accustomed. That's why that's what's happening now with us with COVID. You know, it's a it's we know that it's tyranny. We know that it's bad. We know that they don't really have a right to do this. But what are we going to do about it? Is that a light and transient cause? Well, if we wanted to say we're going to get out because of that, or I want to get out because of the uh, because of the vote, that's a light and transient cause. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. But see, here's the here's the 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 point that I think we all need to look at, and that is what's the long train of abuses and usurpations? Because in the Declaration of Independence, there's tons of them, and they're really, really, really bad. Because if I may go to the beginning of the Declaration of Independence, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind require that we should declare the causes that impel us to that separation. So we have to, we have to be very clear on the causes. So what are those causes? Because I don't think there's much disagreement. Well, there will be from the left now. If Donald Trump would have been in office, they would have been making this case. But you have a harder time when you say, I want a different country. Because the Declaration of Independence says, 
It's over a long train of uh, um, abuses and usurpations, and you're losing the freedom that this government. So if the government is tyrannical, then you have the right to be able to get out. You don't have the right unless you're living under tyranny. You have the right and the duty if you're living under tyranny and not some made up tyranny, not like, oh, slavery 150 years ago no what what are the what what's happening today what's happening to you right now covid is a good example but it's one but is that is covid is covid a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object are these abuses going down the road, the same road, pursuing the same object, total control over people? With the Great Reset and everything else that's going on, I think, you're, I think you're, you're, you could make a case. Do we have him on yet? Oh, we do? Okay. Um, we have Kyle Biederman on. Uh, Kyle is a, uh, is a state rep from Texas, and he's proposing a bill to allow texas to vote on secession welcome kyle how are you well glenn thank you very much for letting me be on and i don't know how much more i can say than what you've already said this morning and i really appreciate uh you going right back to the actual words of our founding fathers um because what's happening the negatives i'm getting which are very few um come back to the fact that i don't love america well (laughs) you listen to every word you've said glenn we love America, and that's why we need to do something about these abuses. Yeah, they are dismissing the things that made America, America. That's the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. But let me give you the words from the Texas Constitution. All political power is inherent in the people. All free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their benefit. The faith of the people of Texas stands pledged to the preservation of a Republican form of government and subject to this limitation only. They have at all times the inalienable right to alter, reform or abolish their government in such a manner as they may think expedient. Does that mean the government of the state or the government they'd have aligned themselves with? Well, that is so true. And uh, with Texas, as well as every state, um, the, the, the Constitution does not deny us the ability to, um, to leave. Uh, a lot of people say that that says that. But again, the Constitution has the powers that are not delegated to the United States by the Constitution uh, or prohibited by it to the states are preserved to the states, respectively, or the people. Right. The people is the real key word, Glenn. The people are the ones that um, uh, can rise up and, and call out their government for the abuses and uh, call out their government for the grievances uh, that they are um, entitled to uh, make known. And we have so many grievances, and the, the people's voice is what's not been heard. So uh, and that's what needs to be heard right now. So the real question is um, the grievances. Do they, I mean, if, let me go back to the, um, uh, the uh, Declaration of Independence. Governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. If you read the Declaration of Independence, the things the king was doing to people is much more than what's happening to us now. 
So uh, yes. what are those reasons and do they rise to the level of get out? We're not going to be a part of this. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you what the biggest problem is. <clears throat> the states have not, they've, they've given up their uh, authority and the power that the Constitution has given them. So it's really the state's fault that allowed us to be in the position that we're in. But some of the grievances would be our First Amendment rights. We've got a bill of rights that has been trampled on by this federal government. Uh, and so we've got our First Amendment rights, our Second Amendment rights, <clears throat> of course, free speech, religious freedom, um, <clears throat> the Tenth Amendment, of course, which is all about states' rights. All these things are inherent rights that have been given to us that no one can take. So uh, they're very similar to what England did to the colonists, um, uh, you know, back in the revolutionary time. So I would say that um, the grievances are major, especially when it comes to the regulation, um, the forming of, of agencies and taking over health care and everything else that has been done by the federal government. That is not their authority, but so, the states are the problem. They've given it to them. So if this were just a vote, uh, I would vote for it. But if this were a vote, I think, I think um, I'd have to really listen to the the whole argument. If this were like Brexit, I would vote for it because it doesn't mean war. This Correct. is this will not be taken. I mean, you're just not going to secede. And, uh, you know, living in Texas and knowing Texans, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Stop them. Um, but uh, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. So you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And, and when you when you compare it to Brexit, that's exactly what this is. It is, okay, what do we do to get their attention? What do we do to get the discussion going, not just in, against the federal government grievances, but grievances with our own state? So we give the people a voice, we let them vote, and then we, if they vote yes, then the government needs to listen to the people, and the discussion begins. It could take years. And we don't know where all that's going to go. So this, right isn't now, a, this is not a uh, pick up your guns. This is a an answer when people say, "Okay, so we've tried everything. What next? This is let's get their attention by all standing together and saying we're not going to be a part of this very much longer. That's exactly right. That is exactly it. That's all the bill says. And even if the even if the legislature allows me to bring this bill through the legislature, have the discussion, the discussion is not post What's going to happen after the people vote yes, if they decide to vote yes for this uh, ability to uh, reassert their status as an independent nation? Now, after that, the bill will also de delineate. Now is when, the, when committees need to be formed, the Texas legislature, federal government. Now we start the discussion on all those other things. But if we don't get that discussion going then we're never going to be able Correct. to talk about these issues that are happening in our state and in our country. And so, other states are watching us, and they want to follow us. And Texas needs to lead on this issue. So, Kyle, does this bill say that we are seceding or that we have the right to secede? This bill just says that we have the right to reassert our status. We are, if the bill passes, we don't leave. All that does is now we start the process of the discussion forcing the legislature, the governments of Texas and the federal government to actually start talking about it. 
and of course with the other states. So, so a lot of people get worried that we're going to be succeeding if we vote yes. No, we're not going to be succeeding if we vote yes. Okay. It's beginning of a process. All right. And uh, it, it, have you seen any poll numbers on this? Do you think this would pass? Well, when you look at the poll numbers that have been happening for the last five years, it is trending upwards yeah. um, very much. And we do have polls where we have the majority of Texans that are in favor of this. <clears throat> but when I'm looking right now, since I put out my announcement, uh, about a week ago, uh, the response has been tremendous. Uh, it's been from all over the world, I'm telling you, Glenn, but uh, it's been tremendous. And again, the people that are worried <clears throat> are worried in a way of the things that you just said. Uh, we d- we want to be careful that this doesn't cause a civil war. Well, that's not what this is about. Uh, they're worried that, oh, the next day we vote and then we're seceding. No, that's not the case. There's too much to go through. And we have a great example with Brexit. Brexit, the people voted. Then it took four years for the legislature. And that was just getting out of the uh, European Union. Right. Um, so here. this is this is really just uh, putting some chips down on our side of the table. You know, you're not exactly. listening to us. So we're going to just lay a few more chips down on the table. Maybe that will get your attention. That's exactly what it is. That's a good but idea. Again, this is Texas. And you know Texas. Oh, I know. Uh, you go right back to the Alamo. You go right back to the spirit of Texas. And that spirit is inside Texas. They just have allowed it to get too far, uh, you know, too, uh, they have not really acted well, as, as they should. With the rate, and, uh, this is going to wake people up. With the rate of people moving into this state, I am very concerned about that spirit because the Texans are, uh, I've always felt, are born kind of feeling that. Uh, but it seems to be changing. It's not gone. Uh, I think it's still the majority, but it's it's moving in another direction fast, and we could become California uh, fast. That's exactly right. Well, our, our, remember what we, our education system used to truly honor Texas history. Oh yeah, no. Um, I, <laughs> my mother would my mother would just tell me Texas, 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 and that's what she learned every year in school. Well, that's been certainly minimized. But we also have a convention of states, Article 5, mm-hmm. and that's in the Constitution. That, that movement is moving, but it needs another kickstart. Uh, there's already over 15 states that have already signed on. Uh, we need 32. And if we get 32 states to sign on, the founding fathers were so brilliant that they gave the opportunity for the states to join together to amend the Constitution. Uh, you know what, Kyle? I did not think I, I did not think I was going to say this, but just from this conversation, uh, based on just this conversation, so I'd have to learn more. But I, I didn't think I'd say I'm with you, but I'm with you. I, I think this is the right direction to go. It's logical. It puts chips down the table. It doesn't point a gun. Uh, it just it just ratchets things up a little bit where it's like, hey, no, we're serious. And I think that's great. Kyle, thank you very much. Thank you, Glenn. you bet. You're Bye-bye. very welcome. And God bless Texas. You, yes, sir. You just uh, let us know how we can help. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. There is a brand new poll that has been commissioned by the Heartland Institute uh, and done through Rasmussen. It is a poll on the Great Reset. It has just been uh, released uh, as I am beginning to speak now on StoppingSocialism.com. 
This is quite an interesting poll. It really shows you where America is. With COVID and the vaccine being distributed all over the world, you know, uh, with a second one on its way soon, you'd think the media headlines would be light at the end of the tunnel. It's almost over. We in America and the world can get back to work. But you don't see those headlines, do you? It's nonstop fear porn. More lockdowns, more statements claiming we may not go back to normal for another two years. That one from Bill Gates. The real story is nobody's going back to normal. Nobody. This virus was the gateway drug to global socialism. The Great Reset. The plan that has been cooked up by the World Economic Forum, who has influential political and economic allies in every country, including the United Nations, and it will use the threat of COVID and climate change to force private businesses and corporations into bending the knee to their government overlords. It's already underway. It is why companies are seemingly going insane and doing things like the NFL or the NBA. Why are they doing that? It's not for China. It's because the Great Reset is coming and capitalism itself is under attack and will change unless you stand up. Our, our entire Western society will be forever altered at a fundamental level. How... You live your life is about to change, and most people don't know. I've been warning about the Great Reset for almost a year now, and people need to get familiar with it really soon because Joe Biden and John Kerry are very familiar with it. Recently, John Kerry said while sitting in an interview with the World Economic Forum that Joe Biden will accelerate, I'm quoting, the Great Reset with greater intensity than people are expecting. Now, before I'm called a conspiracy theorist, these are his words, not mine. Now, a poll was just done uh, on people's knowledge of the Great Reset, and it tells you everything you need to know, both for what Americans actually want and who the bad guys are, who the people are that are accepting and pushing this. Republicans overwhelmingly know more about the Great Reset than the Democrats. They also have the most criticism of it. But America as a whole does not want to have anything to do with this plan cooked up in Davos, uh, you know, with the World Economic Forum and the U.N. The poll is fascinating because it shows how divided we actually are ideologically in this nation. Conservatives don't trust any of these global institutions or even our own government, but the left absolutely trusts them. The government workers, they polled insanely favorably for this, not only to the institutions, but for the Great Reset as a whole. And why wouldn't they? It's the government workers that will have all of the power if it's ever successful. And make no mistake, that's all that's all this is about. The Great Reset is about power for the government, power for institutions, and you, submission, servitude, or pain. So let me give you the, uh, the numbers here. Here are the raw numbers. 
One, are you familiar with the Great Reset Movement, a global economic strategy in response to the pandemic that seeks to change the priorities of capitalism? 35% of the general public say yes. 41 say no. 24 aren't sure. Uh, 52%, if you look at the crosstabs, 52% of the government workers say they're familiar with the reset. Remember, the average is 35. 52% of governor, uh, government workers are familiar with the Great Reset, the highest of any employment demographic. 70% of governor, uh, government workers who have heard of the Great Reset said they support it. This is the biggest support. So government workers are the most likely to know about it and the most likely to support it. The people who work for a private company, it has 43 percent support. If you work for the government, the Great Reset has 70 percent. The ideological group most likely to be familiar with the Great Reset was conservative, 44, moderates, 31, liberals, 23. Of course, they're watching fake news. They're not getting They didn't know about Hunter Biden for the love of Pete. Uh, two. Uh, do you strongly favor, somewhat favor, somewhat oppose, or strongly oppose the Great Reset? 22% strongly favor, 20% somewhat favor, 10% somewhat oppose, 43% strongly oppose, and 4% I'm Cuomo. I'm busy killing people. I don't know. 76% of the Republicans say they do not favor the Great Reset. Uh, 72% of Democrats say they favor it. 67% of other party officials, uh, party affiliations say they do not favor. So it's only the Democrats. 76 are Republicans against 67 of independents against 72% of Democrats for. So you have the statist class and the Democratic voter. Everyone else is not for this. Do you have a favorable, somewhat favorable, somewhat unfavorable, or very unfavorable impression of the United Nations? 21%. You're very favorable. I love them. 34%. Somewhat favorable. 19 Somewhat unfavorable. 17 Only 17%. Very unfavorable. 9%. I'm busy going to a nursing home with COVID in uh, New York. 66% of government workers have a very favorable or somewhat favorable impression. That's the highest, again, of any group. 77% of respondents who said socialism is better than a free market economic system also had very favorable impression of the U.N., how influential should international institutions like the United Nations World Economic Forum and International Monetary Fund be in reducing economic inequality in the United States? So how much should the the World Economic Forum or the United Nations, how influential should they be in solving inequality in America? 13% very influential. 31% somewhat influential. 18% not very influential. 25% not at all. And 14%. Again, the ones who say they should be influential in solving all of our inequity in, in problems, 65% governor, uh, government workers. <sighs> this is the split in America. There's, there's much, much more 
uh, to this. Uh, and you can find it right now in StoppingSocialism.com. Let me give you this one. What should be the highest priority for business in the United States? Earning a profit to benefit shareholders or owners. Providing individual customers with high quality part, uh, products and services at the lowest prices. Providing good benefits and pay to employees. Climate change or using business resources to pursue social justice causes. How do you think this one worked out? <laughs> 13% said earning a profit to benefit shareholders or owners. 13%. Well, again, what is the highest priority of business? 44. Providing individual customers with high quality products and services at the lowest prices. So you're, you've, you've got 57%. 27% say providing good benefits and pay to employees. 6% say climate change. Three percent, three percent say using business resources to pursue social social justice causes. Three percent of the population. So why are they all doing it? By the way, mm. uh, in the crosstabs, only eight percent of Democrats said climate change. Four <laughs> percent of Democrats said social justice causes. They don't even believe their own bullcrap. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I, I, you could definitely see either one of the first two being the right answer, right? I mean, I, the, the technical right answer is earning a profit to benefit shareholders, sure. though that's not how people understand business. Giving quality you know, experience to their customers sure. is, is how people... And charging fair prices. Yeah. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. But still, 57% in those two buckets, sort of the literal understanding of it and the functional understanding of it is... I mean, it's a majority, but again, in the but, United States, I don't know that I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, hey, we got a seven-point majority. Okay, sit down. It's halftime. I think they could change the score. Um, this is just really important to, to show you that the more people get into government, the more disconnected from real life they become. The more government workers we have, the less responsibility anybody takes. You're not going to the DMV and complaining and you're going to listen to me and uh, you're going to change your service. You're not you're not doing that to the the health uh, department when they come in to close you down. They don't care. They don't care. I want to talk to your boss. They don't care either. They're just getting paid. They do their job, period. Uh, that's government workers are not a good step it's not a step in the right direction and they are the ones that are coveting this power they are the most likely by far to say yes all of this power from the great reset yes it should be in the hands of the government this is the best of the glenn beck program introduce you I sh you probably don't need an introduction here but uh yahoo finance has named our next guest uh, the top influencer to follow in 2020 she has an honorary star on the hollywood walk of fame i think that's kind of like my doctorate <laughs> uh for special achievement in social media she has sold out events around the world she's a comedian social media superstar 
renegade entertainer. Her name is Nicole Arbor. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. I, you know, I always defend you. People always make Colonel Sanders jokes, and I'm always yeah. like, guys, I know I don't see it. Leave it alone. And then I walk in here, and you look like Colonel Sanders. Yeah. yeah. Like, can you not afford a whole jacket, yeah. sir? <laughs> I heard you have some money. Yeah. This is dumb. You know, this is really this is. I'm actually kind of pissed at it because everybody has played Colonel Sanders. Yeah. And Mario I mean, look Lopez. at me. I was. Yeah. I was born to play colonel sanders mm. yeah you should have shown nothing. up like that to the yeah. audition <laughs> yeah uh so nicole you are um you've been controversial for a long time because yeah. you're very outspoken um you're you're obviously not afraid of of anything and we're going to do a podcast so i'm going to spend 90 minutes with you or more because your your background story the story of how you got to where you are today after such an amazing teen in early 20s yeah um is is remarkable when did you i saw something with you you said the other day that something about you know you don't have to spend too much too long to realize that uh you know all the hollywood people's all the all the hollywood people are douchebags yeah uh yeah it's true yeah so but you were part of that for a while what when did this change happen to you uh, and you you had the balls to come out and say, you guys are all frauds? Well, I I saw the man behind the curtain and I went to Oz. I was invited to all the parties. I, I was at the Oscars. I apparently am a project, a documentary that I was included in won three Emmys the other day. And I just was like, all right, that's cool. Like, <laughs> I just saw who these people really are. And I saw that every charity they pretend to support, they don't support that charity. They show up to the event to walk the red carpet, to get their photo taken, to wear a dress that's $20,000, donate zero to the actual charity, and then mm. just do an interview that says, I support this. Like all of them were fraudulent human beings. Like they don't have any values. Their only value is the dollar and they don't care how they get it. Everything that I care about in my life, they don't care about. And it's just a, a hollow existence in Los Angeles. And I'm glad so to be So what's happening? Because it feels like with the election yeah uh a good portion of the country feels like they just had their teeth kicked in yeah because i know you're a trump supporter Mm -hmm. you can't believe those guys won well they didn't that's why i don't believe it Mm. we we know that it didn't happen so now the country you know has to rally and decide who we are what what's going on i am a canadian that has taken on this country as my own but we have to decide who the heck we are what we stand for and even if for some reason, Harris is now the, I'm not even gonna say Biden's the president, Biden doesn't know where he is. But if, <laughs> if Harris is suddenly the president, how are we gonna act? What are we gonna do? I think the masks and the veils are off everybody. We can see who everybody is. So now we get to move on from here. But you can't, but people don't see. It's, it's amazing to me. We can watch, I read this diary of this guy who lived in uh, Germany and he was writing this warning Look, you guys don't know what's going on here in Germany. And so mm. he, he took back to history. He was writing it in the 30s. He, he started at the First World War and took you to about 1936. Yeah. And it's exactly what's happening now. And yep. he said, the problem is, he said, we have two newspapers. One says it's this way. The other says it's that way. The events don't even resemble yep. uh, each other. He said, people who were my friends now scream that I'm, you know, uh, a racist or whatever. Yeah. And he said, no one is talking to each other. And we believe the polar opposite to be true. Yeah, I actually 
I, I have so much faith. Maybe I'm just like a happy cheerleader by nature, which I am. <laughs> but I have so much faith that with the masks coming off, yes, Avengers Endgame is coming, but we're on the right side. And oh, I know that. I'm, I see people who were the opposite of what we think going, wait a minute. Every single day, they're waking up every day from the entrepreneurs that are fighting back and opening their businesses, from people saying these lockdowns are ridiculous, from, you know, just people being like, hey, I know you're saying election fraud didn't happen, but I'm watching the video with my own eyes. I, I can see Biden touching and sniffing children. I know <laughs> that's like, they're, we can see it. Right. So people right. are waking up and I have faith that more and more people are going to wake up and it's, I don't see a takeover. So are your friends, because when you first had a friend, because uh, you were a friend. <laughs> I have one. When you first had that friend. Yes, yes. Uh, you were in 2016. You were like I was. I was against Donald Trump yep. in 2016. Uh, and you were as well. And you went over to a friend's house and they said. She's a Trump supporter. Hi, you know, me and my family were Trump supporters. And you immediately thought. You're a garbage human. I, I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're a homophobic, sexist, racist, which I've said before was weird because her boyfriend is a black man who uh, a little gay. Um, <laughs> he's a dancer, whatever. Uh, yeah. So like <laughs> my bad. Um, I really like and I was like, whoa, Nicole, that's that's a you thing for you to automatically assume that this person is X, Y, Z because you've been told to think like that. And then uh, I've told the story before that I was speaking at USC like the night or the two nights before the election. And I was just supposed to there, be there speaking about social media and its effect on the elections. And they wanted me to say that I'm voting for Hillary and that I would. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna say that to the students. And they're like, we strongly suggest you say this to the students. And it was people from Hillary Clinton's campaign. Oh my God. And I was like, you mofos, like you can't tell, I don't know if you guys have watched my videos to them. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do because now I'm gonna go do the opposite. Right. It, it feels like you're shady people. And then when I was on stage, they took the mic and they were like, you know, Nicole was just backstage saying she was gonna vote for Hillary if she could. They and I was did? like, game on, flip table. Mm -hmm. Now you guys have an enemy, let's go. I was just like, that is so wrong. And that was like my first little inclining that this Hollywood crowd aren't who they say they are. And then as more and more has come up the last few years, I'm just standing there like my arms out. I'm like, oh, I told you so. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Spartacus or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go to war. Let's I, go. I saw your video where you expose yourself. I mean, yes, I mean yes. that. In, uh, and uh, you're the only person that i have ever met that understands that superpower <laughs> thanks i eminemed myself yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 the great i'm a uh, raging recovering alcoholic <laughs> i've heard i yeah, yeah. i've made the, every mistake yeah, yeah. I've made <laughs> every mistake you could possibly make and i've always been open yeah and when when i had people you know come after me and they're like we're gonna destroy you i had my audience already knows everything yeah. i mean i've got nothing to hide and it is a superpower. You it's think freeing. it is. You yeah. think those things will destroy you. You spend your whole life going, if people only knew this or that. Everybody's alike. Oh, Everybody's the same. I, I love it. I have, you know, Go Team Academy, which we can talk about on your podcast. But this is something I teach people to do is like put all of your junk out there in front. Whoever doesn't back you after they know you as a real person doesn't deserve to be in your life. Right. They automatically just cut themselves. Make yeah. the cuts. Yeah. Get a better team. Yeah, exactly It's good. Right. If you have to act all day, which is what I see in Hollywood, people are acting from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed. That's not a real life. It's not fun. And that's why you're depressed and on drugs. I think that's why I think most people 
live their whole life that way mm-hmm. that they're you know one of the best things that ever happened to me i hate to tell this to my children because <laughs> i want them to live around me but one of the best things that ever happened is i moved across the country away from my family where i was with my family i was always the stinky little brother you know what happened to them yeah. too yeah yeah, I know. yeah. yeah thank Very you fair. uh <laughs> but you get to be your own person yes and when you really dig in to find out who you are not who everybody has said you are yep but who you really are, life changes mm-hmm. and it's really good. Yeah. And I have family members right now who wouldn't just, dis- they wouldn't agree with me being on your show, for example, because they have different. Well, they suck. Poli- you should cut them out. I agree. No, I'm just kidding. I can't do that. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Um, I'm going to say Merry Christmas because that's what I believe. Um, but yeah, I know people that'd be like, what are you doing over at the Blaze or Blaze Media? Whatever. Yeah. Blase Media. I don't know what it's called yet. Uh, <laughs> blase. <laughs> it's not Blase. It's definitely not. But I'm just like, yeah, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And I think by us living as good human beings, and we don't always have to be angry and fighting on Twitter and in the press and whatever, be the good guys. And then it's kind of like what Martin Luther King Jr. used to do. is like, be the good people so that when people are coming against you, they automatically look like the jerks. You know, march peacefully, wear a suit, look good, be intelligent. How many then, people get this? How many people yeah. get this? Not enough. Not, Not enough. enough. Maya Angelou been, was the same. I have been preaching this for I don't know how long. And everybody's like, well, it's time to get, get up and start. No, you don't play that. You never win. You don't. You Yeah, you can't roll in the mud and not get dirty, too. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. It's like because you do roll in the mud. Well, I do roll in the mud, but I see it as my like this is my blood sport. It's like okay, you guys, SNL. You're really Pete Davidson. You're gonna go after small businesses. I'm the daughter of a small business entrepreneur. Like my dad's a blue collar guy, ran his own thing. That would be my dad if we lived there. That he's going after. I take it personally, Pete. Let's go. You know, like if I put my gloves on, SNL. You're not funny. We're gonna go at it, and I'm gonna beat you. It is so, so amazing because. Uh, no surprise to you. You're very beautiful. Thanks. You were a cheerleader. Yeah. And you you still are really happy and bubbly and everything that you think of as a cheerleader. But you are a slugfest fighter, which is so great. <laughs> it is so great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stand up for yourself. And I don't I, I have this like superhero thing in me. I'm just like. I was obviously like bullied. It is such a weak word, but yeah, I was totally bullied growing up. I went through really hard times that we'll talk about on your podcast throughout my 20s and was disabled and all sorts of stuff. And I just, my eye twitches when I see bullies and I see them as open game. I was like, all right, I'm going after you. I see you going after them. I'm coming in. You can swing at me as hard as you want. I don't feel it. I'd be afraid to, the fire. to challenge Pete Davidson, though, because that's 85 pounds a man you're yeah. going up against. Of, of soy. Uh, yeah. Of yeah. soy. Yeah. soy. Yeah. soy. <laughs> I'm allergic to soy, so maybe he's got there me. Yeah. Nicole Arbor, um, <laughs> she is going to be um, uh, she's going to be with me on the uh, podcast. I think, is it going to air this week or when we get back? I, I don't know. Um, but uh, it, uh, I'm really excited to have the conversation with you. Me too. So thank you so much for being here. You Thanks. can follow her at uh, NicoleArbor.ca. Come on. Nah. Follow me on Twitter, at Nicole Arbor. Instagram, letter yeah. A, letter B, Nicole Arbor. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for being here. Appreciate yeah. it. Na, na, na.